0: Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chelsea Hagan. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Let's just give him a shout of praise. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We glorify your name, God. We love you so much. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would just come. Oh, Holy Spirit, you would just come and you would set the captives free by your truth. Lord, it's your truth that sets the captives free. God, I pray for every person here, God, that they would receive freedom, Lord God, in their walk with you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come and have your way, God. Move through me, God. Let the anointing break the yokes of bondage today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. So if you guys want to take your seats, buckle in. I've got an awesome word for you guys. It's awesome because it's the Word of God. I tell you, it's powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. And this message is called, Where's Your Head At? Ah. Hallelujah, where's your head at? So can I encourage you even to to, to make notes because this is gonna be something that you are going to want to research more. I've got a certain amount of time and it's just kind of a snapshot into um, the thought realm, but I would encourage you to go home, study the scriptures for yourself and start to apply it to your life. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. So I have been um, really burning with this word. It's quite funny because there's been a lot of opposition to even preaching this word. Um, This morning I thought, oh, this will be awesome. I get an extra hour's sleep in. This is gonna be so lovely. But I was woken up to the dog vomiting and pooing everywhere. So I'm like, praise the Lord, it's gonna be a good day. So so no sleep in for me, but that's okay. So um, yeah, hallelujah, normal life. Um, So I just wanted to share this message. I'm actually currently writing a book um, about this because this has brought such freedom in my life and I know that it can bring freedom in other people's lives if they get a hold of it and apply it um, um, to their own personal circumstances. And um, so when I was unsaved, um, I would hear all these different thoughts um, that would come, you know, and they'd be, um, you know, just full on, on thoughts. You know, I hate myself and I'm ugly and I'm this and I'm that. And um, I had no idea when I was unsaved, it was just this daily bombardment. You should kill yourself. You know, all, all, the, all these thoughts. I just, I, I thought, why on earth do I hate myself so much? And it would just be a bombardment of thoughts all the time. Has anyone experienced that? Yeah. Come on, I can't be the only one. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's right. And, and Um, you know, you're going to get set free from this today. I'm going to show you in the Word what God wants us to do with this stuff. And so I I had no idea before I was born again that they weren't my thoughts, no clue. I just thought, oh man, everyone else has got it together and I'm a nutcase, you know, like, man, what is going on here? You know, and these thoughts would lead to depression and they would lead to suicide, you know, to to attempt suicide. And these thoughts would drive me and shape me to do things that weren't actually me thinking them in the first place. And so I want to, oh, I was so excited when I found out. I'm like, really? I'm like, that's the enemy? I'm like, praise God when I I tell you I'm going to smash this apart. Um, I'm going to spend every day of my life ripping and exposing what you are doing to people um, in this life. Because it's not, just the uns- it's not just the unsaved, it's also the saved. And so I battled with this even as a young Christian. I'm like, whoa, like what is going on here? And so the Bible is so clear. I love the Bible. It's so clear. God maps it all out. It's not cryptic. We're not trying to work it out. What does he mean by that? It, it's, it's so clear. It's so clear. Hallelujah. So I just accepted every thought at point blank. Every thought that I'd have, I'd just go down those trains of thought, oh, yeah, I am depressed. Oh, yeah, there is no hope, you know, and I begin to go down these trains of thought. And I realized as a Christian, I can choose what I think about and what I meditate on. And that brought me such amazing freedom in my life. Not every thought that you get is from God. And especially if you're unsaved and you don't know the Lord, then you've got no defense. You, you can go to self-help books and positive thinking and meditation. None of that stuff works. None of that stuff works. Jesus Christ works. He's the one that came to set the captives free. Hallelujah. I tried all that stuff. Nothing worked. It wasn't until I got born again and I began to read the Bible and have a relationship with Christ that I realized, hang on a minute, I can have victory over this. I don't have to meditate on everything that's going through my head. Hallelujah. And so what I see, my, my heart, I just see so many Christians battle with this. And they, you know, they want to receive prayer because they feel condemned about thoughts, but they're not even their thoughts. They're not our thoughts. So we can be like, oh, no, you know, I shouldn't be thinking that. And we can, we can cower. It's not wicked. It's not evil to have a bad thought. When it starts to get wicked is when we meditate on those thoughts. And so I want to show you in a clear, practical example and way of sifting those thoughts today that we can apply in our own life. Hallelujah. So when I got born again, I realized how much God loved me, how much he cared for me. I knew that he was cheering me on, that I was the apple of his eye, that I was his dearly beloved, and that he was for me, not against me. And so I began to realise the truth of the Word of God. And the Word is what sets us free. Not my opinion of truth, his truth. That power of his truth, hallelujah. And I realised he was my proud father, and I was his beloved daughter. And a father would not speak to his daughter like that. Oh, hallelujah. I tell you, if you're not born again in this place, you've come to the right place today because you can have freedom from this stuff. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to give an opportunity later on in the sermon um, to do that because I tell you, you don't need to live with this stuff anymore. I realized that God's thoughts toward me were good and there was no shadow of turning in them. There's no wickedness in God. He's not a little, he's not a big bunch of light and a little slither of darkness. There's no darkness in him. None. Hallelujah. And so I I see a lot of um, Christians really struggling in this area, Um, you know, and, and it's right across the board and people come up to prayer lines and they're like, if I just get this person to pray for me, then all the thoughts will go. No, they won't that those thoughts are never gonna stop until the devil's locked up for all of eternity. But we have weapons, hallelujah, we have weapons. And so I'm going to read them out. This is the arsenal of weapons that we have at our disposal as Christians. Okay, you don't need to take them on and off. Leave them on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ephesians 6:11. put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places." Wherefore, take unto you the whole armour of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins gird about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Hear that, all, say all. All, All. All. that doesn't mean some, that's all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we have powerful weapons in the kingdom. And too many Christians are backed up in the corner with their sword down here and their shield down while the devil's just laying into them. We're meant to be the one on the front foot. We're not holed up in a corner somewhere at the mercy of the thoughts and the fiery darts of the enemy, taking on thoughts that aren't actually ours. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on, we were called to be victorious, were we not? We're called to walk in that victory, hallelujah. And so today I wanna zero in on Ephesians 6.16 and that's the shield of faith that extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy. Every fiery dart. You don't need to live with torment in your mind anymore. It ends today. If you would apply this in your life today, it ends today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we've all got, you know, hundreds of thoughts, if not thousands of thoughts that just go through our mind all the time. They're like trains of thought. But if I want to go to a certain destination, say so I want to visit my mum in Ballarat, I, I, I want to go, you know, to that destination, but I get on a train to go to New South Wales, it's going to take me in the wrong direction. And so it is when we begin to meditate on thoughts that aren't of God. So we step out, we take that train, and whoa, all of a sudden we're off down here. You don't need to get on every train of thought. Oh, hallelujah. How good is that? So, where are these thoughts coming from? So, I just want to break it down. I just, I love the simplicity of the gospel. It's just, this is as simple as I could get it for you. So, what is a fiery dart? It's a lie that comes in the form of a thought from the enemy to try and inflame something in you, whether it's lust, greed, anger, jealousy, pride, self-righteousness, whatever it is, he's sitting there just firing the darts. He's like a fisherman, tries different bait to get us to bite, it all starts here, and this is the thing, if we can stop the thoughts at here, he's got no access to us at all, hallelujah. So the enemy's authority has been stripped at the cross. The enemy actually has no power of his own. He has no authority of his own. It's already stripped at the cross. 1 Peter 5, 8 tells us, be sober, be vigilant to keep awake, Watch, because your adversary, your opponent, your archenemy, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking who he may devour. And that word devour means to swallow, to gulp entirely, to drink down. That's what he's trying to do, right? But get this, it says here, the devil as a roaring lion, it doesn't say he is a roaring lion, he, he masquerades that he's got power and that he's got authority, but he's got nothing. The only thing that he's got is the constant lies, the constant um, things hitting your head, trying to inflame something in you so you believe his lies over God's truth and what God said. Hallelujah. The enemy's known as the father of lies, that's how he's known in the Bible. That's all he's got. It says in Revelations, is this the man who deceived the whole world? Come on, let's not put the enemy higher than he actually is. We have been given authority as children of God. He has none. The only thing he has is these little darts, these little lies of the enemy. That's it. And if you're armed with the shield of faith and the word of the of the of God, then you can extinguish every fiery dart that he tries to get you with. Man, that's a powerful weapon. You know, if Jesus had to say, it is written, it is written, it is written to the enemy, then how much more do we need to say it? If you fight in the flesh against the enemy, you're going to lose every time. If you fight with the word of God, you will win every time. We must be people that know the Word of God inside and out, that we are ready with that shield of faith. Hallelujah. So what is the fiery dart designed to do? So what he does, and um, he talks in first person to make you think that they're your thoughts, right? So he would do to me, he'd be like, I am depressed. I am suicidal. I have no hope. I'll never amount to anything, okay? And so what happens is I begin to partner with what the enemy's saying. I begin to partner with lies, and then all of a sudden, I begin to feel that way. And all of a sudden, I begin to act out of that place Oh, my life is hopeless, I'm in despair, and now I can't get out of bed, and I'm crying all the time because this, this, this lie has conceived in my mind I've taken it on and I've believed it and I've become that lie. And so what God wants us to do is grab a hold of those thoughts and I'll show you in a minute how we're gonna do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone relate to this? So he'll start off in first person, I. You know, I am this, I am that. But then when he lures you away to sin, that I becomes you. You call yourself a Christian, right? And then he gives you the stick of condemnation. He hands it to you, but you begin to keep belting yourself over the head with it. You don't need, he doesn't even need to do anything anymore. Oh, you bad Christian, you shouldn't be in church. You, you, you know, and he's just nonstop. Or then it turns into they shouldn't have, they should You know, we've got to wise up to what the enemy's doing. They're not random thoughts that just come into your mind. They are deliberate attempts to kill, steal, and destroy from you. This is a life and death message. It's a life and death message. And so we've got to be vigilant. We've got to be aggressive. And we've got to be on the ball. It says, don't be unaware of the wiles of the enemy. Don't be unaware Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's read here. Why does the enemy throw them? He has no actual authority. Colossians 2.15 says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle over them, triumphing, triumphing over them in it. And so God has already stripped the enemy of all artillery. He has no weapons to fight with. No authority to fight with. Why are we running around so scared of the devil? Honestly, he's all smoke, screens and mirrors makes us feel fearful and He's got no authority. Jesus gave us authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us he's a liar and the father of all lies that's in John 8:44. And so the enemy's only got flimsy fiery darts but we have the shield of faith. He only has lies but we have the sword of the spirit, the unfailing word that never ever fails. It trumps everything. It's the highest authority there is. And we have it. Every day we have access. Every single day, we don't need to be struggling as Christians anymore. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And so what the enemy does is he tries to get you out of agreement with God's Word and get you into agreement with His Word, and that's where the strongholds are built. You know, we don't just receive that thought, um, you know, and and start meditating on, on it. The Word says that when sin is conceived in its fullness, it brings forth death. He's trying to conceive in us through meditating on wrong thoughts, death. He's trying to bring death to us. He's trying to conceive. He's trying to birth something in the thought realm that's all of a sudden it says, when we sow a thought, we reap an action. When we sow an act, we reap a habit. When we sow a habit, we reap a character. When we sow a character, we reap a destiny. And you can think, hey, they're just thoughts, but everything starts from a small thought. You know, you look at Cain and Abel. He, he was just angry at his brother. But it ended up in murder. It, it wouldn't have just started, right, I'm just going to kill my brother. The enemy would have slowly been sowing into his mind, oh, look, there he goes again. Oh, you think you're so great, mate. Like, the enemy would have just begun to start working through his thoughts. He didn't restrain them. He didn't check them, so ended up in murder. And so thought realm is so, so, so powerful. Um, Whatever you feed will grow, and if you let those, those thoughts and those things grow into the fullness, it'll kill you. And so they're not just... Thoughts, we've got to be really aware of what they can do. We need to be vigilant and aggressive and disciplined and aware of what we are letting in our minds. We need to be thinking about what we're thinking about. What are we meditating on during the day? What are we thinking about in our quiet time? What's going on up here? Where's your head at? Because God says we should be meditating on the Word of God. You know, I remember before I got born again, I tried to go to a a meditation center. And uh, they, they said to me, well, you just got to sit there and think about nothing. And so I'm sitting there and I'm trying to think about nothing. And I'm like, but I'm thinking about not thinking about nothing. And I'm like, this just doesn't work. I can't think about nothing. My mind's wandering off all over the shop. I can't think about nothing. But God says for us to meditate on His Word day and night. He wants us to be meditating on truth, not meditating on nothing where our, where our minds are all unrestrained and, you know, all over the place. But He wants us to meditate on His Word. Hallelujah. So God took me through the process of understanding how to use these weapons in the Bible. I was... Um, so full of fear, so full of anxiety, a full on alcoholic before I came to the Lord. My life was a mess. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, God began to start breaking this down for me in really simple ways that I could understand that I could get victory in this thought process to get free from depression, free from suicidal thoughts, free from crippling anxiety. It works. It works, I see far too many Christians still battling and struggling with this stuff. It's not against people, it's principalities and powers. We've gotta open our eyes. There is assignments against our life to take us out, but He can't touch us. If we stay on the Word of God, if we stay on the narrow path, He can't touch us. it has got nothing on us. Like Jesus said, "There's, there's nothing in me. When we stay on that path, it has got nothing, enemy can't touch you. It's only when you believe his lies over the word of God. Hallelujah, and the enemy is so subtle, he can just sow thoughts, just just little thoughts, you know, that just unrestrained, and then here comes another one, and another one, and another one, and all of a sudden they just build into this big thing that's a real problem now, bitterness, and unforgiveness, and hatred, and all this stuff, God, it all starts here. If we can stop it at this part, we're gonna have a lot less problems in our life, amen? So what does God tell us to do with those thoughts? 2 Corinthians 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down a man, Imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, what does that look like practically? Casting down—that word means to to lower and to demolish. Hallelujah demolish those imaginations and every high thing. That word imaginations is reasonings and thoughts that are contrary to the Word of God. We can reason, can have all these thoughts floating around in our head. Every high thing that exalts itself, that's every elevated thought that is lifted higher than the written Word of God. Against the knowledge of God, it says bringing them into captivity, (laughs) that word captivity is to make it a prisoner of war. You capture that thought. You capture that thought, right? Every thought to the obedience of Christ, to the attentive listening and the submission of God. Right, so let's, let's do a practical example. I just wanna show you practically. So I've got a bucket here with truth and I've got a bucket here with lies. And so I just wanna show you the thought process because it's easy to say, yeah, put up the shield of faith. How, what, what, it, it, it doesn't make sense sometimes and so I wanna map it out for you. So you can have a thought like this. I'm not gonna make it, life is just too hard. Right, anyone have those thoughts? Yeah, a lot of people. Right. So what we do is we we look at that. And there's a there's a Lymus test. Okay, I'm not going to make it. Life is too hard. Number one, is it true according to the Word of God? So that one straight away, right? We know it's not true. The other ones are, is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it of good report? Is it a virtue or praise? Is that our Father's heart for us? Would God say that? Right, so when we get a thought like that, that's going across our mind, that's a filter it needs to go through. Right so we take it captive we want to we want to make it a prisoner of war and we want to we want to start to look at the thoughts that we're having and really begin to assess what on earth is what's what's happening where's your head at So what we do with a thought like that is um you know the enemy's kind of like he's trying to put a virus in You know how you've got junk mail and it might be addressed to you and you're tempted to open it, but it's in the junk file. We just, we wanna delete that, right? We don't need to meditate on that. That, that needs to stop right there. Right, and we need to come up with the it is written. So we take that into obedience. We make it come under. We demolish it by what? By the Word of God. It is written, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. What's it trying to inflame? Hopelessness and despair. I don't want to get on that train and end up depressed. Right, where does that one go? Hallelujah, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, this is powerful. It's powerful. What You know, we've got a puppy and we took it for a walk the other day and it's, it's really like unrestrained, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a puppy and it's kind of going, going all over the place and that can be like our mind. We need to put it on a lead, keep it on a short lead and begin to train, train it in the way that you want it to go. Otherwise, your mind's gonna be all over the place and it's gonna own you. The mind is a great servant and a terrible master. It'll lead you to places that you don't wanna end up or you never thought you'd be because it's unrestrained up here. And if we can do that, if we can capture those thoughts, and I'm currently writing a book about it because I wanna help people. I wanna give people the weapons and the tools in your hand that you're gonna see freedom. As well, I know it's worked in my life. Hallelujah! God is so good; He's so good. And so the Bible says to us in Romans um, twelve two: Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, in order to prove by you what is that good and pleasing and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right, let's do another one. So, you know, I could have done that better than them. (laughs) They're not your thoughts, by the way, but these are the type of thoughts that he'll use. So you think it's you thinking it. What's he trying to inflame? Pride. Pride. Right, so that thought comes, he's trying to get a hook. He's trying to, like the fisherman, he's trying to get you on the hook. He's trying to get a bite out of you and he'll try all sorts of different things. You might not fall for this, but you might fall for something else. Right, so I could have done better than that. Right, let's take it through the test. Is that our Father's heart for us? Would God say that? Is it true? Is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it of good report? Is it of virtue or praise? Right, so we need to grab hold of that thought, that prisoner of war, we've examined it, that's not of God, and so we need to demolish that, make it lower than the Word of God, and we raise God's Word up, which says it is written, Philippians 2, 3, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. See what we do there? We put down the lie and raise up his truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We need to begin to have, be meditating on Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We have the sword of the Spirit. We have Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to give you a future and a hope. That just destroys every hopeless, despairing, suicidal, depressed thought. I know I have the plans. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. So we've got to begin to really capture every thought, make it obedient to the Word of God and begin to push down and delete those lies. We don't need to meditate on those things anymore. We don't need to meditate on those things anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and I tell you, if you just have a bit of discipline in this, you know, I'd suggest to you, what I used to do is, um, even over a couple of days, I'd just write down different thoughts that I was having. Just kept a journal, just, just thoughts. I'd just jot them down. And I'd pick out the three main thoughts that, I, that would be reoccurring in that list. And I'd get a bit of paper, and I'd write down one side lies and one side truth. I would write the lie that I was hearing, the dart that was, that was being thrown at my head, I'd write that on the lies part. And then I would go through the Word of God and I would write the truth beside it. So I would hear the enemy, oh, you can't do that, you know, be, be in a fearful situation. You know, what if that happens? What if that happens? And I would hear these thoughts because I was bound in fear. It's a miracle that I can stand up here and even do this. It really is. I'd walk into a shopping center and two people would walk in, and I'd have to walk out because I'd have a full on anxiety attack. It's a miracle that I can stand here. It's because of God's word that I can stand here. It's only because of His word. <laughs> Nothing else worked. Nothing else worked. And so, what I begin to do is, I'd have those fearful thoughts but I was ready with the shield of faith and I was ready with the sword of the Spirit. And so when those thoughts would come, be like, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but one of power, love and a sound mind. And I would shout it out. I would speak it out. Why? Because I would come in agreement with God and I would win. I would have victory because I came into agreement with God. But then if I'd come over here and I was like, oh yeah, I don't wanna do that. Then I come into agreement with the enemy. We need to break up in agreement with the enemy. We don't need to think like that anymore. They're not your thoughts. He just throws one that you grab a hold of and all of a sudden you're off over here. Hallelujah, every fiery dart, the shield of faith can stop. Come on Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Oh, it's so simple. Isn't the word of God just it's so simple? He, he, you know, we try and, you know, just simplify it. It seems so confusing. And that his word is so simple. It's so easy and powerful. It's the most powerful weapon we have on this earth. The word of God. Hallelujah. Awesome. Let's all stand to our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Papa. Praise you, Papa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I just wanna give people an opportunity in this place. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you know, maybe you don't even know this Jesus that I'm talking about, but you know the struggles on the other side, you know those thoughts and those bombardments that come. And I had no idea as an unsafe person that I could be free. I had no idea before I gave my life to Jesus that I could have the life that I live now. You know, I lived in so much hopelessness and despair and I just thought, this is just my lot in life. This is just all there is. I just wake up depressed, I go to bed depressed, I drink my life away and, and hopefully one day I'll die and I hope it soon. That was the mentality that I lived in, that was the cloud, that was the torment, that was the pain. I had no idea that when Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life, I had no idea that there was another way. I had no idea that there was truth. I had no idea that I could walk on another path. I just thought that I was trapped and this is all there is. And so I wanna encourage you today. You know, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, every single one of us. I was a hardened atheist, man, I want nothing. I'm like, whatever, man, you're God, whatever. didn't wanna hear about it. And I thank God for someone that told me the truth. I thank God for someone that told me that Jesus Christ paid the price for all my sin, all my shame, everything I'd ever done wrong, that I could have a fresh slate, that I could have a clean slate, that I didn't need to walk with that burden on my back anymore, that I could call out to God and I could say, Jesus, forgive me, Lord, for everything I've done, God, And that place of surrender where I'm like, man, I've lived my life the way I wanted to do it, when I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it, and it's just about killed me. And when I came to that place of surrender and I got on my face before God and I wept in repentance that He was real, everything in my life changed. I had no idea I could have the life that I have now. It seemed so far away. But it requires sacrifice, it requires everything. You can't come to Jesus as a patch on your shoulder. You've gotta come and and you've gotta throw off that old life. I don't want the sin anymore. I don't want this torment anymore. And you've gotta run towards Jesus. You've gotta run with everything that you've got. It's not not a half in, half out decision. It's all, He wants all of us, every part, every bit of us and He'll help you walk that out when you just give Him every part of your life. Okay, Jesus, I give up. It's not working, Jesus. Help me, Lord, He does. And so I just wanna give people an opportunity. If everyone just shuts their eyes and bows their heads, I just wanna give you an opportunity in this place. If you don't know Jesus, this this world and everything in it is passing away and the only thing that is gonna stay is the Word of God. You know, when we exit our bodies, then we've got an eternal spirit and it can either go to two places, either heaven or hell. And Jesus Christ did everything that He could so we didn't have to perish. It is not His will, it is not His heart for any one of us to perish. And so He paid the price, regardless of whether you receive Him or not. It says, while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for you. Praise God, I was a terrible, terrible sinner. Praise God for His mercy. I thank God for His mercy and His grace over my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so I wanna give you the opportunity to come to Him. You know, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, But if we don't know Jesus is our Lord and Saviour, when your spirit exits your body and you you haven't received the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, then you cannot go into heaven. Nothing impure can go into heaven. We cannot pay for our sins with our bank account. We cannot pay with anything else but the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's the truth. That's the truth. He gives us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to come to Him and receive His mercy and His grace. I know before I was born again, that he had come hundreds of times. I nope, Jesus, nope, nope, nope. I just totally rejected him, pushed him off. Hallelujah. I thank God for the person that told me the, the hard truth. I thank God for them. And so God doesn't want you to perish. So if that's you in this place, you know that you need a Lord and Saviour. You know that, that your life is in a mess. You know that you're on the wrong path. And I just want you to put your hand up to receive Jesus. Hallelujah. I take, ta- it takes courage to follow Jesus. We come to Jesus, it's not all, you know, dancing through the tulips, it's, it, it's difficult, it's hard, but we've got Jesus with us. You're not doing it on your own, you're not battling on your own anymore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And so I wanna do a call out as well for those um, that Ash was talking about, the ones that are struggling. Um, you know, with feeling really broken in your heart. So we've got our prayer team here. And I just want people to come up. If you want that freedom in your thought life, you've been really battling and really struggling in that area, maybe it's depression, maybe it's suicidal thoughts, Um, you know, whatever that is, that hopelessness, that despair, maybe you're struggling with, um, you know, unforgiveness or whatever it is, you know, an area that the enemy might have a stronghold in your life, then I wanna open up the altar for that as well. And anyone who's sick, you know, you don't, you, don't a, you don't need to wait for God's perfect timing, he's already done it. 2000 years ago, it's always his will to heal. It's never God that gives us sickness, ever. Hallelujah, we serve a good God, he comes to, to heal us, bring us life and life more abundantly. Hallelujah. So we're just gonna sing a quick song. We're going to open up the altar. Feel free to come up. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.